the rheumatologist I got referred to was male. I went and saw him initially and didn't connect with him. I felt that actually the relationship wasn't there at all. It was quite cold and clinical. Hi, I'm Naomi Creek, and welcome to our third episode of Patient Prep Room. In this episode, we're diving into the art of communication between patients, doctors, and the rest of your healthcare team. We know that many patients have a great line of communication with the members of their healthcare management team. However, we also know there are others out there who find themselves quite overwhelmed due to poor communication when they are just trying to find the best treatments for their often complex conditions. We believe effective conversations between doctors and patients are extremely important. And this not only fosters positive relationships, it also helps to greatly improve patient outcomes. Sarah Clark from New Zealand lives with rheumatoid arthritis. She knows all too well the negative impact that poor communication between a patient and doctor can have on treatment. My GP was actually amazing. She referred me straight to a rheumatologist. The rheumatologist I got referred to was male. I went and saw him initially and didn't connect with him. I felt that actually the relationship wasn't there at all. It was quite cold and clinical. My symptoms seemed to progress fairly rapidly and I didn't feel like he really listened to that. He put me on anti-inflammatories to begin with. He said that that should deal to whatever (laughs) symptoms I was experiencing, which it did not. I saw him then maybe two or three times after that appointment and felt the exact same. I was flaring constantly at this point. I had activity in probably every single joint. So I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't listened to. I didn't feel like the level of care was amazing. It was by chance that Sarah's rheumatologist was away on the day she had her appointment. So she saw a younger female rheumatologist, Rebecca, instead. They connected instantly. She just was really holistic in her approach and she could very clearly see from my lab results and from how I presented in the clinic that my rheumatoid arthritis was 100% not under control. She then started me on strong medications. So quite swiftly, she got me to try biologics, and try and Humira and I was on methotrexate and still nothing was really helping. So yeah, she got me onto the infusions. So I would a hundred percent say that the only reason that I was on successful medications was because of the relationship that I had with my rheumatologist. She a hundred percent listened to everything I said. She always took the time, no matter how long the appointment took, to work through whatever I needed to work through, whether that was arthritis-related stuff or mental health or life stuff or anything. Rheumatologist Dr David Liu is aware that the relationship between a patient and their doctor can be complicated. He tries to figure out in the first appointment what they really need from him. I mean, I guess when I think about what I'm going to say in a limited amount of time, unfortunately, in any consultation, we don't have forever, but I, I want to try and get the most in to help in that situation. I think about... What, what kind of things do you need from me that you can only really get from me? What are going to be the biggest impact things for you? What are the things that you're interested in knowing? Biggest value that we add in this situation as rheumatologists, I don't think it's a diagnosis. I don't think it's about knowing what medication comes next. The value that we add is actually being a human person sitting in front of you, 
that can have some some damn level of empathy for you in this situation when you're going through this tough moment. Dr. David Liu appreciates the frustrations patients can have when they feel they can't get all the answers they seek from their rheumatologist. But as a medical professional, he's sometimes limited in the information he can share. I'm not an expert in every bit of medicine. And in fact, I don't want to do a disservice. I think sometimes giving a little bit of knowledge is a, is a, is a dangerous thing. The times when things go badly, it's often from getting bad advice rather than no advice. So I know my limitations and I think most of my colleagues do too. And that's why I think we try not to go beyond what we, what we know. It's frustrating to not be able to try and solve everything at once. Just because we don't deal with those problems outside of our area doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware of those problems. That's crucial. We know that with many rheumatological problems, there are other issues that sit in other specialties that can come up. And, and it's up to us to be able to be conscious of all the things that are going on. I think it's important that a rheumatologist is, can really articulate some of the things to make sure that we're getting the same message across um, different disciplines. Although rheumatologists may be willing to listen to other health issues, they may also have a team of allied health professionals in mind. The most important part is picking the right people to help each individual patient. Patients aren't all the same. I'm not going to try and put everyone in, 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 in kind of one bucket and say, this is my cookie cutter approach for everyone. We don't want people to get to the point where because they can't achieve what's being prescribed to them, they stop altogether. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's why we don't have just one consultation. We just have to keep on trying things and going back, circling back, seeing what works for, until something that works for you, because that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. There's also an active role that patients can play to help their healthcare professionals as well. It works best when patients are engaged in their care and they're kind of tracking these things. But having said that, I think that I can't expect that all patients are going to be able to do that. I really like it when, when my patients um, bring along their blood tests. It's brilliant. But at the same time, I don't want to abandon my patients who don't. It's important to remember that this is all about you. The support is there to help you. So don't feel as though you are overburdening your doctor with questions. Instead, adopt a proactive approach to your healthcare and align yourself with support systems and find what works best for you. Sarah Clark is living proof that addressing what you need can have a major impact on your treatment. She shares some simple steps to help you reclaim your healthcare power. I guess as long as you keep the communication up and you can just continually talk about what's happening for you, your symptoms, your side effects, then you feel like you're working towards a common goal, even if you're not there yet. Making sure you have a list so that when you go in there and you might get into an emotional state, you have a list to go back to so that you don't leave the appointment feeling like you haven't been heard about everything you needed to talk about. Even taking a support person who can keep bringing the conversation back to your list or to what's important to you and who also might be able to give another perspective on your life outside that one appointment. I think firstly, when dealing with anyone in the health system is that you are only your own advocate. So if you don't stand up for yourself, probably no one is going to. So if the relationship isn't working, it's going to be up to you to have to navigate that and actually be brave enough to say something. Regardless of who your rheumatologist is, you can always improve your relationship, which will in turn improve your treatment outcomes. So it's pivotal to address any and all healthcare concerns. 
If you are unsatisfied with your doctor, you are 100% entitled to ask for your records to be transferred to a new one. It's common practice and they won't take it personally. If you need more information about patient-doctor relationships or choosing your healthcare team, be sure to listen to our audio guide or visit the Creaky Joints Australia website at creakyjoints.org.au. Thanks for listening to Patient Prep Room. Click follow wherever you listen to podcasts and join the Creaky Joints community to receive additional resources to help you live your best life despite arthritis. Join for free at creakyjoints.org.au. Creaky Joints Australia recommends that you always consult with your medical provider to ensure you remain at the centre of your health care. <laughs>